Louis, we, we really actually only brought you on here. Like, what you've done this week is impressive, but we really brought you on here. It's kind of like talk about smiling. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Are we trying to make amends between Travis and Smiley? Am I like the middle man here? What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Shank Happens Podcast. I'm I'm really excited, first of all, because this is my first time introing the podcast, which is great. Travis has bequeathed that privilege upon me, which is which is awesome. I'm really excited. It's also kind bequeathed, of our first huh? okay. be, be, bequeathed emphasis on bequeathed. <laughs> big word. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to look that one up on the thesaurus. <laughs> but, uh, I already wrote it down. But uh, I'm, re- I'm really excited for this pod. It's kind of like our first really like emergency pod we you know we normally release episodes on tuesday or wednesday but we're filming on a thursday and we're doing that because we are joined by a very special guest my boy louis gagne and if you guys aren't familiar with louis gagne he's a very good friend of mine gagne gagne whatever however you want to say gagne just sounds a little spicy and i like that but 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 he's he's a really good friend of mine he's a, a fellow member at the ritz carlton i met him there uh, through my buddy Steel Lafferty, and we've gotten the chance to play a lot of golf together, and, and he's, a, he's a hell of a player. We even filmed a little YouTube video together, a little driver-only challenge where Coach did come out on top, probably won't beat Lee in, uh, in, in any other wow. sort of contest this prior is, to that. But, this is true. He did beat me. <laughs> but, 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 dude, we're, uh, we're happy to have you on the show. We're excited uh, to have you here. And, you know, you're here because of some, some special circumstances and, and I think you know what that is. Go ahead and tell us. Go ahead and tell us just really quickly before we dive into everything what you achieved this week. Well, I made it through sectional, so I'll be uh, playing at Tory next week. Yeah, boy. There say, we go. Say, say, that, say that one more time. Say it a little bit louder for me. Say it a little our bit louder be, for me. Hey, I'll look, be out of Our boy is going to be playing at the 121st U.S. Open in San Diego, man. Congrats, dude. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Congratulations, man. I mean, firsthand, I've I've seen you at the golf course in your little spot all the way down at the end of the range, just grinding for like the the entire time I've been a member there, which is for over a year. I mean, you've been absolutely grinding. I've gotten the chance to play with you a bunch, like I said, and and it's it's always been super impressive. I mean, just so so I want the people to get to know you a little bit. Obviously, I know you very well, but I'm going to ask you some questions that might seem a little redundant for you, but. You know, just give us a quick background, who you are, where you're from, how old you are, where you grew up, you know, where you grew up playing, how long you've been playing, all that. Just give, just give us the quick bio on Lou. All right, here we go. So, um, obviously, my name is Louis, Louis Gagne, Gagne, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was born in Costa Rica, actually, which uh, surprises a lot of people because my English isn't, isn't that bad uh but i was born there but moved to orlando when i was about four so basically grew up here um grew up playing a course called rio pinar for anyone in the area uh you know it's kind of kind of you know just an old gem where they used to have the citrus open and then that kind of transformed into uh arnold palmer's event but grew up playing there then went to lsu when i was 17 graduated high school went to lsu and Stayed there for four years, did all four years, and then headed back here. Now I've been here for the last year or so, just uh, prepping, prepping for for uh, pro golf. Which, given the last year in COVID, I had a lot of time to prep. So, as you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, golf I blew mean, up during COVID. We just talked about that, like how it just like the first month was kind of weary, right? And yeah. it's still weary up in Canada, but it's like insane how golf just exploded this last year, which is great for you know, golf in general and all the players and stuff like that. But dude, I mean, 
coach always told me like, so I got to know you through the PGA means challenge. You got to come play in Orlando. <laughs> You're actually a reigning champion. So we got to yeah, give you yeah. that, those credentials as well. So yeah, yeah. you got that going. I think we're going to see you maybe in Los Angeles, hopefully. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know Tanner, that's the plan. Tanner's actively trying to recruit, recruit you to come back so he can win another event. Uh, <laughs> you're the, you're as, the ringer. As he that always guy does. Has more, that guy has more trophies than Tiger Woods. I swear to God, no. like every time he posts, it's a new trophy. I'm not lying. I went to his house when, when we played that last event at Indian Wells, and, and he has a trophy case. For, for those of you that aren't familiar with who we're talking about, we're talking about Tanner Beard, one of our great friends. Um, th this man is an absolute beast. Uh, <laughs> Animal. Like, great guy. Like, th like physically and, and literally. <laughs> this guy is a huge beast. He yeah. He's the winner of Holy Moly. He runs the Mammoth Film Festival. Like, this guy is, is just, like, the epitome of a goddamn go-getter. He, he, he's, he's like a renaissance man. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to start calling him Scammer Beard because this is some bullshit. He'd be winning everything. So, but, um. But but yeah, man. I mean, so that's cool. So you, you played um, you played at LSU. Tell tell us a little bit like what that was like. I mean, did you have offers from other schools? What what made you want to go there? Yeah. So actually, it was super last minute. I mean, I never really even thought about going to LSU. I thought I was either going to go to Florida or Florida State. Um, I actually verbaled to Florida and then kind of told them I wasn't going to follow through because I went to go visit Baton Rouge last minute, probably like December. And if you ever go to Louisiana in December, it's awful. It's like 35 and cloudy, gloomy. No one's yeah. on campus. But for some reason, I was like, this is pretty cool. You know, like, this is way different than Florida. So decided to go there and it was it was great. You know, um, freshman year is tough. Uh, it's a big adjustment, just like it was going from college to pro golf. But, you know, you leave high school thinking that you're, uh, you know, a hot shot, thinking that you're pretty good. And then you walk into a team who just won uh, the NCAAs and, you know, you get humbled pretty quick. Who were who were some yeah, of your teammates like uh, throughout your time there? Uh, while while I was there, my my freshman year, uh, the lineup was mostly me, Sam Burns, who's done really well, obviously, uh, Zach Wright, who's on Corn Ferry, and then Brandon Pierce and Eric Ricard. Uh, <clears throat> and then my sophomore year, we actually won, I want to say six or seven events, which is basically half of the events we played in. Um, so we had a really good year. I think Sam was the Haskins Award winner that year, which was basically like winning the Heisman of, of golf. Right. Um, but that year was me, Sam, uh, our friend, Philip Barbary, and then Eric Ricard, or yeah, Eric Ricard and Brandon Pierce were there as well. So the we're, first two so years, we had me, a great team. Let me ask you this. Were you before, you you were after uh, our our guy, uh, Smiley Kaufman, is that right? After, after good Smiley, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... The Smiley Kaufman and Travis, you know, they, they got. <laughs> hey, I have nothing but love for Smiley. Like, I love the guy. If you've been following along my page today, I've been rooting very hard for the guy. Like, I didn't know he was in the field. I want him to do well. Honestly, if there's anyone who wants him to win more than probably him and his wife, it's it's me. So I, I want the guy to win. So, Louis, we we really actually only brought you on here. Like, what you've done this week is impressive, but we really brought you on here. It's kind of like talk about smiling. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Are we trying not to make amends all. between Travis and Smiley? Am I like the middle man here? No, you're not. Dude, so hey, real quick, this is way we'll off topic, but this is how this thing goes. So like I went to um, Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. So you lived in Baton Rouge for how long? Three years? 
Four, four, yeah. Four, okay. So yeah, I went to Baton Rouge. I had some business that I, I did, you know, and there was a company that I worked with for a while. And it was like the funniest thing, like Uber drivers are crazy. Like you just mm. get these like Uber drivers just talk your ear off all the time. And I'm not like one to like get in an Uber car and just start talking to the driver. I usually just kind of sit back on my phone or whatever. <laughs> but if they're like talkative, like I'll jump into conversation but the most random Uber conversation I've ever had was in Baton Rouge. I get in the car and this lady is like, what are you doing here? Like, what's your story? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, just small talk. So I tell her, she's mm. like, all right, well, listen, honey, you need to be careful. <laughs> she's like, this is the number one STD capital, like per capita or whatever <laughs> in the country. She's like, you need to be careful. You need to wrap it up. You need to stay in your hotel. I'm like, what are you? I'm like, I'm like, I'm just, I just wanted a ride. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to this office and then I'm going straight back to the airport. But I was, this lady was blowing me up. Like she was my mom. I'm like, it like scared me. I was like, uh, should I be worried about Baton Rouge? But I've been like a ton of times. That place is awesome though. It's a cool, it's a cool space. Different, different. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, you're definitely somewhere different when you're in Baton Rouge. Yeah, Might no, it's, little, it's different than New Orleans, but it's it's cool, you know. Yeah, the food's great, great food, unbelievable. Is golf yeah. good? But be careful, guys. You got to wrap it up if you go to, if you go to Baton Rouge. <laughs> don't forget it. Don't forget. Yeah, don't it. forget it. <laughs> All right, so so you so you've got you know LSU. You graduate. Um, what's it been like transition? Cause you now have professional status. I mean, tell us a little bit about that, what tournaments you're, you've been playing in, you know, but like also what the transition was from college golf to professional golf, you know, I mean, I know it's pretty fresh for you and you've been grinding, but like for those, for those people that are listening that are maybe thinking about going from college to professional golf or something like that, like what's that process been like for you? Yeah, well, that's actually funny you asked that because um, I played with Garrett Barber, who's still on the team there. He's from uh, Stewart, Florida, so basically West Palm. Uh, and he kind of asked me the same thing because it's one of the things that a lot of guys struggle with coming out of school because when you're at school, you don't realize that you have you have so much that people do for you behind the scenes. Like you have your trainer, you have your, you know, people make your flights, like people sign up for events. Then when you graduate, you know, you kind of do that all by yourself, uh, given you have an agent, but you know, like they only do so much in terms of booking stuff. Like you still got to go out and find what coach works for you, like where you want to practice at, what trainer, like, you know, you have to put together your own schedule. Um, and it's, and it's easy to just kind of be like, Oh, well, I'll just show up at the course at noon and I'll go hit a couple of balls and go play 18 and just, just chill because you can, you know, like no one's telling you what to do or what not to do. So I think the biggest thing in terms of transitioning is, is really finding what, what formula, you know, works for you uh, on and off the course in terms of tournaments and, you know, preparation and practice. Um, and it sounds, it sounds simple, but I mean, it's taken me almost a year to figure it out. So I think I finally got a hold of it now, but. Yeah. I mean, you you're having a killer year. I mean, you just won, um, which, uh, which tour was it? Q school, Canada, um, Canada, Q yeah. school. Yeah. 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 I mean, so is your that was schedule, in, was that be... in March? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So, so what's that, what's that process going to be like coming up? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, so, especially with COVID and everything going on, I mean, how's that affecting things? Yeah. So actually like the last, well, so to skip on that whole deal is I had Latin status and Canada status, Canada, 
basically isn't going to happen this year, but they changed it to a new sponsor called Form. So it's going to be called the Form Tour, which basically is the same thing as Canada, but just new sponsor. And they're going to play here in the States, which uh, in terms of travel, it's going to be a lot easier. Uh, the first event's actually the week after Tory. So I'll be flying straight from San Diego to Atlanta. Uh, and it's just outside of Atlanta. So I'll be playing there. But it basically runs all the way through the end of September and kind of do like a couple weeks on, one week off for – you know, four or five times. Yeah, that's wild. So Canadian tour, I mean, you're going to have a pretty busy schedule, but next week is obviously, you know, what you're preparing for now. You're going to be playing U.S. Open golf, dude, like major championship <laughs> freaking golf. Like my my boys playing at the U.S. Open. But before we get into that and what your prep's going to be like, like for that, like you, you, you've got a little bit of experience in major championship golf. Tell us, tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, I've actually, this is going to be my third U.S. Open. Um, I played the 2018 US Open at Shinnecock and uh, played well enough to finish Loam. And then I played at Pebble in 2019, which was pretty cool because the year before I played the US AM there as well. So, you know, in terms of majors, it's not a major, but it feels like one sometimes the way they set up the course. Yeah. So in 2018, when you were the Loam, um, what was your final, what was your final number that you posted? I want to say I'm probably wrong on this, but I want to say it was somewhere around 16 over. Um, and I think I finished T40, but I mean, that felt, that felt like a good, good. 16 over, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, no, that's, that's incredible. So, I mean, honestly, like that's such a cool feat, just the history that comes with that. I mean, it was like in the midst of Brooks kind of capturing, well, it was his second U S open, but he's in the midst of winning all, all four of those majors in such a short period of time. I mean, that's an incredible experience. I mean, like what's yeah, like the great. number one takeaway. I mean, obviously you've qualified for these U S opens, which is a feat in itself. And I'd like to go more through that. Cause you have people like Ricky Fowler, you know, that is a household name in golf. And he's kind of fallen off the the leaderboard a little bit in the world rankings. And, you know, he felt just shy of qualifying to play in a U.S. Open that we all know would mean a lot to him. It's in like, yeah, his, it's, it's like a home, it's like a home in his backyard. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, it just, it just goes to show how good all these golfers are that are out there that like most people don't know about. I mean, it's, yeah. it's insane, you know? So, yeah. but like finishing low am and going up there and getting, you know, you know, your, your, your award, your trophy, and then taking your photos with Brooks and stuff like that. I mean, like, what was that experience like for you, dude? Like, what was the number one takeaway? I mean, that, that was a week, obviously that probably, probably my favorite week so far, to be honest with you, you know, being able to, to be on the 18th green, uh, on Sunday, which kind of a weird story, but I was, you know, they have like a whole tent set up with like massage therapists and stuff. So I took advantage of that while I was there. And I got to know this one guy who uh, he ran like the hyperbaric chamber. So he's like a cool dude. I think he's from Colorado or something, but cool dude. And we you know, got to talking and he was like, yeah, you know, I think you're going to be, uh, you know, on 18 green on Sunday. And I was like, you know, cause I'm an amateur at this point. I'm like, what's this guy talking about? Is he, I'm going to win or something. <laughs> like, like, There's no shot, but then sure enough, I make the cut. And then I ended up low am and I was like, wow, you know, I am, I am here on the 18th green on Sunday, uh, with the sun cool. setting. So, so, so it was, it was really cool, but you know, just, just being out there with, with Brooks and, you know, just us two taking pictures in front of everyone. That was kind of like, 
pretty. It's pretty funny. Cool I, I was I was there for that. I that was like the uh, the last tournament that I went to where I actually like, bought tickets and went to the <laughs> <fan>. <laughs> before before he came big time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Before, before he became that, coach. Yeah, before, yeah. before we got that blue check mark on there. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just Ryan Rustan then. Back then, in my so, civilian life, but 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 like. Real quick question: Was there was there any other amateurs that made the cut that week? Yeah, yeah, I think there was two others. I want to say um, that's impressive, man. That is yeah, that, that was... is seriously freaking impressive. So you yeah. got three three amateurs that make the cut and you come out on top. I mean, that's mm-hmm. dude, that's got to feel almost like winning a major. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, like in a sense, I like like we kind of had our own little tournament, you know, because I think there was also I want to say that that year they had close to the most amount of amateurs that year i think they had like 22 23 amateurs oh, which is that's that, that's a lot of amateurs for for a major yeah. um but you know i mean they do a great job we had a cool little dinner with all the amateurs so you know like in a you know in a, in a way we had our own little event which was which that's is pretty cool. cool that's pretty yeah awesome. how was how was brooks i get to spend some time with him like myself one-on-one and i mean I thought he was a cool guy. He's kind of like a dude's dude. Like he's, he's a lot of what you yeah. see on TV. I think he takes exactly. these interviews a little, but like, was he cool with you? Like was the experience good with him through that whole process? Yeah, super cool dude. I mean, you know, we talked briefly, um, but pretty normal dude. I think he gets a bad rap just because some of his interviews, but at the same time, you got to look at it from his, his point of view, which a lot of people don't, don't really have the capacity or the understanding to, to look at it from his, his eyes. But, uh, sure. sure. You know, I think, I think he's just kind of, kind of one of the guys He's pretty, pretty chill laid back. So it was on his mind and, you know, I don't think he really cares if people like him or not. Yeah. Yeah, Like in an an interview space, in an interview space, I like compare him to, Marshawn Lynch in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, maybe that's a little better than Marshawn Lynch, but <laughs> yeah, a little better. But still, like I mean, it's golf. It's got to be a little bit better. I mean, we should yeah, yeah, yeah. Photoshop. We should Photoshop Brooks' face for a clip right now <laughs> onto Marshawn Lynch's body. <laughs> it would be so good. It'd be so good. I'm just here because I'm legally obligated to be. <laughs> but no, it's pretty much Brooks right now. It's insane. So yeah. like you go through that whole process, you play two U.S. Opens, but then you go and you qualify. You know this last week, like was the process any easier for you this week or this time around? Did you go in with like more swagger, more confidence, or is it just you know it's, they call it the longest day in golf? Obviously, um, is it really like do you yeah. leave here yeah. like holy shit? You know, <laughs> no, it 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 definitely is the longest day. I would say. Um, one because I'm playing in South Florida, which is <laughs> brutal. Super hot. Um, <laughs> super hot. But and it's you know, been very hot this week. Very, like, very. But you know, you don't really get a break. Um, in years past, you normally got like 45 minutes or an hour, but this year you only got like 15 minutes. So you sign your card and you know just throw down a sandwich and tee off again, which was kind of kind of brutal. But what kind uh, of sandwich? Turkey, turkey, and. Uh, just just your basic turkey sandwich and a little box lunch with like an apple and a bag of chips and they charge everyone 20 bucks what? <laughs> sheesh is right highway <laughs> robbery man Come yeah. on now. exactly that shit would be free that's bs yeah. I, hey, I understand this is the longest day in golf but can you please give me 20 dollars for your turkey yeah. sandwich? yeah i know you're starving <laughs> after your first round but do you have a 20 dollar bill <laughs> and so you you have your caddy and you're walking right yeah yeah 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. I, I mean, I saw the temperature on coach's car today. It was like a hundred degrees in Orlando, but like, yeah. that's insane. That's insane. No, yeah. Like, I mean, it almost feels hazardous to be outside right now. <laughs> if you're outside yeah, from like, from like one to four, one to five, it's just, it's just too hot. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Yeah. So, so, um, it was funny because I was keeping tabs on you and then I was looking at the uh, leaderboard and I clicked the leaderboard for the U S open qualifier at the bears club. And it brought me to a link and it said updated. And it was the, the date of the day I was looking at it and the time. And it, and it was like freshly updated. And it turned out that that was, they posted the wrong leaderboard. They posted the one from the 2018 qualifier. And I was like, I was like, dude, Louis qualified. Hell yeah. And then I have, I have the best story about that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So we'll, we'll, yeah, go, go. So I haven't checked my phone pretty much all day. This, Oh, I checked it after my first round and I didn't check it uh, after that, but there's a big wait on 10 T uh, on my second round. So I'm like, whatever, I'm going to grab a drink and sit in the bathroom or something, just hang out. So I'm scrolling through my phone and, and then I have a voice message from steel. So I'm like, all right, so I play it. And Steele's like all pumped. He's like, bro, you yeah. made it. I, like, told Steel. I told Steele. I told And I so literally funny. text him back. I said, on the second round right now, bro. He goes, oh, my bad coach sent me the wrong week, man. But good luck. Yeah, yeah go play well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, it was so fucked up. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't see this. So I deleted the messages that I sent you prior to I saw, like, that you saw them. And I was like, thank God, I got away with it. And Steve was like, dude, I just sent him this big message, like, congratulating him. Like, what the fuck? You sent me the wrong link. I was like, dude, it said updated. Like, I don't know what I don't know what they did on this website, but it was, like, so wrong. And then I went back in, and then I finally saw it, and you were at, like, one over. And so mm. I, I was talking – you were, like, one over through six or something like that. And and um, I was talking to Steele. I was like, dude, if he gets to two under, he's going to make it. I was like, if he gets two under, he's going to make it. <clears throat> what the fuck was that? Anyway, so <laughs> so I, I keep keeping tabs on it, and then I kind of let it go. I had some shit to do. And then Steele texts me. He's like, dude, he made it. And I, I went and curried and looked at the scoreboard and you were at two under and I was like, told you two under yeah. and our boys fucking in. <laughs> and you did it, dude. They're like, dude, yeah. I'm so pumped for you. Like guys, for those of you listening, like I see this guy practicing so much and you know, like seeing him on the range and on the course is one thing, but another thing that I see that I think separates professional golfers from, you know, the, the guys that want to be professional golfers is the amount of time spent on the putting green. Louis fucking lives on that fucking putting green. He lives on that shit. It's the first thing he does when he gets there, and it's the last thing he does before he leaves. Oh, I'm gonna go putt for a little bit, and that's that's it. And like Smart we man. go, we go out there on the course, and, and and that's the biggest thing. Like I'll hit a drive, you know, kind of next to Louis. I'll hit a shot sometimes inside Louis, you know, but <laughs> very rarely. But he very makes rarely. he makes his putts true, though. True, true. But he'll make the putt. I'll have a four footer, and I'll fucking lip out, and, and then he'll drain his fifteen footer, and it's just like, dude, like. That's that's the key, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, at least from 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 an, from an outsider looking in, but I mean, it, it's really impressive. So, I mean, so so we got we've got Tori coming up. Tell us about what your schedule is like from from tomorrow until the final round. 
granted you make the cut, which I'm confident you're going to do because I'm in your corner. <clears throat> but tell, tell us what, what the prep's going to be like this week and, and what you got going on in detail. Like, let, let the people know in what detail. it's like to qualify. <laughs> well. Let the people know. Like, our listeners want to know. Like, we, you know, I, I feel like not a lot of podcasts have had somebody that, you know, anybody can get a podcast going with a guy that's played major championships before. He's on tour, blah, blah, blah. But, like, to qualify – and earn your spot and like have to grind and be an underdog going into a major championship. That's a hell of a story to tell. So fire yeah, away. So I'll give you the full scoop. I'll, I'll, I'll go from, from even Tuesday. So I obviously get done Monday, um, had a million phone calls and stuff, which was really cool to see a lot of members at the Ritz reached out, which, which was awesome to see. But, uh, Tuesday, I just pretty much woke up, woke up late and did a lot of planning for, you know, me and my agent filled out a lot of paperwork, uh, booking flights, booking where to stay, a lot of that. Um, then Wednesday I went back out to bears club with my friend Garrett Barber and Tyler Eifert. He used to be a tight end. Um, so we played bears club because they punched the Ritz. So I wanted to stay down there as long as I could. Um, woke up. Well, when I got home yesterday, I wasn't feeling a hundred percent. So kind of, Kind of took it light today, but I'm gonna get back out there tomorrow and practice. Um, at the risk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be see, there. I'll see you there. I'll see you there. Right. Hey, wait, we'll, hey, talk, we'll, we'll talk offline. We'll talk <laughs> offline. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I definitely won't be out there at between two and four o'clock, that's for sure. But, yeah, I would hope not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna go out there tomorrow, you know, just, just run through some stuff, stay fresh. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna overdo it then. I leave first thing Saturday morning, leave at 7.30, uh, get into San Diego at noon. Uh, the good thing about these events is they'll have a car right there waiting for you, so it makes it makes it a lot easier Absolutely. traveling. So yeah. Hop little in the Lexus. car. Yeah, yeah, a little Lexus yeah. SUV. Yeah. And then uh, drive straight to the Hilton, which is a host hotel, and they're, that's where they have their COVID testing center. So before we can enter Tory, everyone has to get tested. If you're vaccinated, you have to show proof of vaccination. So Saturday is just going to be a lot of, you know, testing, waiting for the results, then going to Tory and getting all my tickets all situated. You know, I got all my family coming with me. Uh, a couple of my friends from Baton Rouge are coming in, maybe coaching Steele. So, uh, you know, just got to <laughs> gotta really figure out tickets. So Sunday, Sunday you can kind of just get after it. Uh, I know my caddy gets in Sunday around noon, so we'll probably play Sunday afternoon. Um, play play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then Wednesday, take it, take it light. I know uh, the Callaway guys reached out to me and they have their, you know, their little testing center all blocked off. And they said, anytime Sunday through Wednesday, you can go out there and practice. So if I want to get away, you know, somewhere a little more quiet and just, just work on some things, I can go out there, which is only, you know, 20, 30 minute drive. But so then we'll have that. And then, um, then Thursday's game day, you know, we're going to, we're going to go out there and, <laughs> depending on how the course is from, from what I can tell in years past. I mean, pars are good. Uh, it, so you, you pars are very good there. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about your history at Torrey. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've honestly only played there once, but when I was younger, they used to have the Callaway junior worlds out there. And I think I played that from the age of like seven to like 12 or something, but the oldest division would always play Torrey Pines. So I would go out there sometimes and watch him play and, you know, was able to walk the course and thought it was really cool. Um, I mean, the views are great. It's just, you know, it's, it's yeah, unbelievable. It's a, it's a yeah. full course though, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a long one. Yeah. It's a, it's a long course. The rough is juicy and deep. They build it up. Yeah. And I mean, the greens are 
they're, they're going to be rolling quick, man. But it's just, I think it's such a sweet venue for the U.S. Open. There's yeah. lots of rich history with Tory. I love that it's a public course. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have their own personal experiences with it. But obviously, the experiences with, you know, Tiger winning his U.S. Open on a broken leg and, and everything. I, it's just so much history there. So, yeah, I mean, dude, I'm stoked for you, man. I think it's going to be obviously a great experience. You have a lot under your belt with what you've done with the U S opens, but dude, I think going into this one, man, you can feel good about yourself. So I'm excited for you. Same, same. Yeah, man, I'm pumped. I mean, you, you did well at Shinnecock and I'm, I'm pretty confident you're going to do well here, man. So, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll be out there tomorrow to bust your ass a little bit and make sure you're in, <laughs> you're in shape. Just some good prep work. Just some good prep work. That's all it is. <laughs> 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 no, dude, I, I'm really excited. I mean, I, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty incredible story. Um, you know, it, it, I don't, I don't think a lot of people get the opportunity to see this side of golf. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, people think that once you're at a super high level, it's, it's easier to make it on tour, corn Ferry tour, things like that, uh, than it, than it actually is. I mean, dude, I know firsthand that you're an absolute stick. And uh, I, I fully believe that you deserve to be out there with, with the best of them for sure. But I mean, the, 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 the grind to get there is, is, is tough, man. So, is, I mean, uh, th- one step closer, man, qualify for the U S open, go out there, kick some fucking ass and, you know, <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be right on your way. So Yeah. You, so. you, you go win the U S open and uh, you don't have to worry about a whole lot after that. <laughs> no, I don't think so, man. I think you'd be good. <laughs> Hey, but don't worry. I'll still be at the PJ memes in August. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. We got that on record, dude. We got that on record because I highly doubt that's the case, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, eventually you're fucking screwed. We, we already have an issue at, at our club of whether or not we let Louis play in the, in the Saturday game. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, like, it's, it's, it's awful. <laughs> it just depends so, on the Saturday, you know? So, it depends so, on let him play. I let mean, him play. You know, like these members, this guy made the cut at the U.S. Open. He shouldn't be playing in this member game. Blah 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 blah. He, sh- he shouldn't be eligible. For, you know, so it, it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, but but yeah, man, I, I'm stoked for you. I, I'm 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 so I'm so fucking stoked. I, I don't really know what else to say other than that. But yeah, I wish dude, you the just best, congrats best on everything, man. I mean, you put in all the hard work and it's paid off, and that's what the coolest thing is about hard work is when you see the results and it paying off makes you feel good and like, you know, confirms everything that you're doing. So obviously one part of it's done. The second part's going to San Diego and executing dude. So we're counting on you. We know you'll be able to do it. So might have to have you on for a, uh, a follow-up pod afterwards and, and, and get the full, full toy recaps. Yeah, a little recap. Why not? A little little, little recap pod with, uh, with our boy Lou. We wish you all the luck in the world and just, uh, safe travels buddy and uh soak it all in man have fun and and i know you'll do well thanks boys i appreciate you guys well we appreciate you thanks for coming on the pod man no doubt no doubt all right boys all right well safe travels louie coach have a good one stay stay nice and cool out there in florida (laughs) so (laughs) yeah see you boys see you boys all right later